Welcome to the Modern Contemplative Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Randall Ori. It's early morning. I'm in the woods, walking the trails. Can you hear the sounds of the birds? They're up and talking to each other. I think they're saying good morning. (laughs) Mm. The sky is a pale blue gray and everything is really quiet Ah, I love the woods in the morning it's uh, just peaceful it's calm and just calming you know in the busy and the bustle of life. I don't know if you have a place where you can kind of get away, you know. It doesn't have to be a physical place, but a, a place in your heart and mind where you can let go and release and just relax, you know. Maybe it's soaking in a, a tub. Uh, maybe it's drinking some wine on the back porch. Um, but it's good. We need to, you know, in, in, a, in this busy, crazy world we need to we need to have a place or a way to let down and let go i hope you have a place like that or a way or a, a practice and and that's what contemplation is about i mean it's not just about externals like external rest physical rest it's about calming the chaos within and bringing a quiet but it's not just getting to that place but it's also learning to stay in that place and live in that place and from that place and it has a lot to do with what I want to talk to you about in today's podcast today we're going to be talking about our three centers of knowing um, so let's get into it the three centers of knowing are heart, mind, and body. So, first I'll just point out that the body is also a being center, but it's also a knowing center. So what do I mean by knowing center? I also call this, uh, or we can call this our experiential centers, um, our EQ or IQ centers. These are just the ways that data from the world comes to us. It's how we experience the world. Um, it's the input of life, right? I really like the idea of data. Um, like we are moving through the world as these beings, spiritual, physical, but we're also experiencing the world through certain ways, through certain input centers. And that's what these are, these knowing centers, these experiential centers. So things are coming to us emotionally through the heart, mentally through the mind, and physically through the body. We're just we're experiencing the world. Um, and so it, and it's also telling us things about the world around us and about ourselves as well in the world, you know. So these are just the ways that we register the world, our knowing centers our experiential centers. And so um, I want to kind of explore 
these three centers. I mean, I, you know, we're human beings. We know we have a mind. We know we have a heart. And we know we have a body. But I think the real purpose and value of exploring this is to understand how each work, how each of these work, so we can kind of separate them and begin to kind of also learn how to live in them and work with them, live with them better. Um... And, and and kind of put them together in a way that's healthy and helpful. So I feel a little like I'm still waking up. So if my thoughts aren't coming quickly, just bear with me. It happens, you know. Um, and, I've, and I've been... Um, surprised by two joggers this morning as well. So it's it's like six thirty in the morning, and I was expecting quiet. And uh, anyway, that's what happens. You know, that's that's life comes at you. So the three centers of knowing. I, I guess I'll start off by pointing out that usually we are strong in one more than the others. So. And we usually have a dominant one that kind of just, or a dominant way that we experience the world. Some people are more emotive, so their heart center is their dominant. Some people are just more intellectual, so their mind center is their dominant. Some people are more physical, more embodied, so their body center is their dominant. And so then that's just the way, that's just the way it is. And so first it's good to recognize how you know, how you generally experience the world. Are you more of a physical person? Are you more of a mental person? Are you more of an emotional person? And and that's how a lot of the data of the world will come to you or how you will translate a lot of the data. But it's also important that you develop the other two centers, um, that you give space, you know, to also develop your mind, develop your physical, your body. You know, I... I tend to be in my head a lot. I'm a, I'm a head-heart person. I think my heart is the dominant. My head is is kind of really a close second, but my my body has been the, the the part of me that I tend to ignore or not pay much attention to. And so, actually, uh, by by God's grace through my life, I've always had, or I guess uh, against my own better judgment, I've always had jobs or just in my life been kind of pushed into physical things you know I've worked construction for a while off and on I run my own construction company now Um, I used to mow lawns and just I have to admit I didn't really like it I didn't gravitate towards that you know I wanted to be a professor I have my master's in humanities you know I also wanted to be, a, or you know, a musician. Uh, the heart, expressive space. Never really wanted to work construction, but now I love it. I enjoy it. But what I've learned is that that was God's grace for me because it forced me to develop my physical knowing center and my physical self more. So it's helped me be more balanced, and that's what I find. It's really easy for me to get stuck in my head. And it's unhealthy. And so we also have to understand with the three centers 
of knowing that balance is important. Don't play to your strengths all the time because that's actually a weakness. When you can only relate to the world through your head and you can't relate through your heart, that's, that's a problem. Or when you can only relate to the world physically, when you have to physically interact or deal with the world, you know, when you, when you can only deal with anger by punching something, that's not good. Like you have to have other um, forms of release emotionally and mentally. You know, you can't just always physical the world. You can't just always, um, you know, push through physically something, some struggle, some issue, some obstacle. Sometimes you need to stop and think. Sometimes you need to check your emotions. And so part of the just understanding the three knowing centers is knowing what they're for and how they work and how to deal with them. But there's a bigger there's a bigger picture here, and that is that our knowing centers and the data that comes into them is not reality like um, it's just data right i I experience this often with with people when we're especially when I'm talking about emotions right I mean the data that comes through these centers can be very powerful, very overwhelming, and very oppressive. So I was talking with a an individual. It was a while ago, but but they were experiencing. I'm trying to remember, I think they were experiencing depression and frustration, and and there was an aimlessness and a restlessness and just a frustration. And I, one of the things I said to them was like, you know, no, it was anger. I'm sorry, it was anger. They were they were frustrated and angry with just circumstances in their life. And I, I said, you know what? Your emotions are just telling you things, you know. You don't have to be, we don't have to be afraid of our emotions. We don't have to be overwhelmed. But they're just telling us things. And if we can step back and kind of listen and not, and not um, take them so severely and so intensely and so seriously... And that's what the soul center helps us do. It gives us space to step back and begin to observe the data um, and and see that it's it's messaging you know the three knowing centers that's why it's, that's why they're called that because they're giving us data they're telling us things and and um, our ability to step back and just kind of sort through the data is important um also our ability to differentiate where is this data coming from and I've talked about the three questions that I use where is this coming from what does it mean and what should I do about it well where is it coming from is also like is it coming is this coming from my heart knowing center my body knowing center or my mind knowing center and when we're unhealthy I would I would define unhealth as these three being too blurred like we don't know what's going on inside us. We don't know where it's coming from. And that blurring can be more detrimental than you think. So um, let's just, as an example, say that you're feeling fearful. You're fe feeling anxious. When we don't have the distinction of our three knowing centers um, kind of well-developed, then fear in the mind can quickly become fear in the heart and fear in the body. And... That's magnified fear. 
But what I've begun to realize in my experience and my journey of learning to differentiate these three is that if I can, you know, in the beginning when I'm feeling something, if I can identify it, not only can I kind of understand and deal with it, but I can also kind of keep it in that center that it came from. If I'm feeling anxious and I identify that as an emotional anxiety, then I can also, I can stop stop that energy and that pressure from filtering into my mind and my body as well. And that's extremely helpful. So um, it's helpful not only identifying, but when I had my breakdown, I realized that I did this a lot, you know. When I felt fear in one part, it would quickly just, I mean, almost instantaneously filter into all the others. So if I was feeling an emotional fear, and a lot of anxiety is that, right? I don't know if you've struggled with anxiety, but like you feel anxious and it's just a feeling. And I would say that's registering in the heart center. But then what happens? You begin to think about it. You begin to have fearful thoughts. And it takes that emotional energy and it translates it into the mental and it magnifies it and then what happens in your body you begin to feel tense and you begin to feel fear magnifies it a third time and so you've just tripled the effect of fear and and then you're just you're in it right like you're just overwhelmed and lost and overcome so one of the benefits of developing our three centers and and distinguishing them is so that we can be more healthy and we can kind of stop the data from really, f- or, or the experience from filtering into all three. And we can begin to manage it and step back from it. And that is the bigger purpose of the knowing centers is kind of to understand that they're telling us things, but they're not always giving us reality. Your emotions are not reality. Your thoughts are not always reality, right? Now, they're a reaction to reality, and that's why it's important to, to kind of grasp these things. It's a reaction. But what you're trying to get at is reality, right? You feel afraid, but what's the reality? Should you really feel afraid, or are you just experiencing an association, a flashback? You know, Are you reconnecting to some old trauma that you haven't dealt with? So maybe the message isn't that there's something in your present that is fearful, but that you have some undealt with trauma from your past that that you need to deal with that's kind of bringing up these emotions again. So um, the goal really is to begin to have clarity internally. You know, I've talked about the importance of dealing with our internal state, you know, and I talked about in, in the path to peace, I talked about focusing inward and finding healing. Well, a lot of that healing has to do with finding clarity internally. What's going on inside me? Why am I afraid? Why do I always react with anger to this kind of person or this kind of situation? You know, if we don't have clarity, then we're just always reacting. And we're reacting to the data and we're not able to sort through it and understand it and learn from it and grow through it, which is the purpose. Like, listen. Can we listen to our emotions? Can we listen to our thoughts? And that's different than just taking them at face value. I feel afraid. Then I must be afraid. You know, don't always respond to your emotions. I'm angry, so I'm going to just act on this anger, or I'm going to accept it. There's a real 
benefit to stepping back from our three knowing centers. And that's why I'm, I'm trying to make this distinction is that you can see, like, basically, you know, who you are is not always what you feel or what you think or what you sense through your body. Who you are is grounded in a different space. And so as we develop our soul, this, this buffer, soul is a buffer, as we develop our soul, it, it, it creates a space between our knowing centers, the data of life, and our being centers, which is who we are. And so if we can be grounded in this space, and we have this, you know, of who we are, and we have this buffer of the soul around us, then when things are coming to us from the world through our knowing centers, we have this, this buffer that, that allows us to kind of stay grounded, stay kind of who we are, and, and stable in who we are, and also begin to look at the things coming into us. Fear, anxiety, anger, even joy, even excitement, um, frustration, disappointment, disillusion, you know, all these things coming to us, we can kind of look at them differently and see them differently. And that's healthy. Um, that helps us helps us kind of manage the data, sift through it, sort through it. So uh, I want to bring this back to contemplation a little bit because um, I didn't develop this ability on my own. I didn't develop this ability to step back, to to you know I didn't cultivate my soul and find the space to be able to look at my emotions and thoughts and physical experience on my own. Right, so I experienced a breakdown five years ago, and a lot of what that breakdown was about was just too much data coming at me that I, and I couldn't handle it. I was overwhelmed. That is the perfect word. I was so overwhelmed, I shut down. I had too much, too many thoughts, too much emotion. Um, even physically, pan the panic attacks were, you know, just wrecking my body. And I didn't have the ability to even understand what was coming at me. All this, this data, I was overwhelmed. So I shut down. I broke down. And um, really that represented just the, uh, coming to a point in my life where how I dealt with the data through these three knowing centers was not working. I couldn't manage it. It was too much, too overwhelming. And... Through that process, through my recovery, what God began to show me was that, you know, one, I needed to, I needed a different operating system to deal with all this, but two, I needed help in uncovering the dysfunction of the ways that I de deal or dealt with the world, dealt with my emotions, my mental health, all of that stuff. I needed someone else to help illuminate what was going on and show me a better way to teach me and you know I didn't find this wisdom in a book <laughs> I found this wisdom through experience and through the guide of the divine walking with me and saying look this is what's happening here this is why you feel anxious here this is why you feel angry here like this is what's going on in your heart this is what's going on in your mind and to help me to begin to step back and find space and this buffer and I would I would also say that the space and the buffer grow 
as we learn to walk with God, as we learn to kind of relax, as we learn to step back from all this data, from our emotions and our thoughts, and begin to kind of not take them as serious and not take them at face value, like space grows, peace grows, stability grows, our groundedness grows, and our being grows too. You know, I know who I am so much more, and all the stuff that comes at me in life doesn't, doesn't rearrange my perception of myself as much, you know? I mean, that's how we experience life. Like, we have this perception of ourselves, this identity, and we're a successful person, and we're a smart person, and we're an empathic person, or we're a physically strong person, and then what, what can happen? We, we hit a wall. We experience a contrary... Um, we experience contrary data. And then what happens? Oh my gosh, I don't know who I am anymore. Oh, maybe I'm not this person. Maybe, you know, the groundedness that we had in this one thing or these these things gets unsettled, gets turned upside down. You know, the success we built our lives around, whether it's um, as a mom or as an artist or as a, you know, employee, we, we lose those things, we lose that identity, and all of a sudden, it's... You know, the stability that we had experienced because of our attachment to those things now is gone. But there's a way we can be grounded in ourselves. It's not dependent upon all these things. And so I guess that's the other thing about learning to understand these parts of ourselves is learning we're grounded in our being, not our knowing, not our feeling, and not our physical body experience either. You know, I've experienced quite a few physically debilitating, you know, things lately. I broke my hand, and just three days ago, I shaved off my finger on a table saw. I'm sorry, that sounded gruesome. Just my fingernail. <laughs> it it was it was not pretty, but um, so that altered my physical ability, but my groundedness was not in those things. I've just come down by a little stream. You can probably hear the water. So it's, it sounds good. What I'm saying is when we realize that our identity is grounded in our being, and our being centers and not our knowing centers, that makes a big difference. So, Because the data is always changing, right? The emotional data coming to you, the mental data coming to you, the physical data coming to you, it's always changing. You can't plant your identity in changeable things. The only unchanging thing about you is your being, who you are inside, who you are at the core. It's not these auxiliary attachments, these external things, these surface things, you know, your job, your bank account, your mobility, your ability to figure it out, to think it through, your ability to feel it through, right? Those things are inconsistent. And sometimes it's just too much. Like we get stuck in the data because it's overwhelming. We've all, we all feel overwhelmed. We all reach a point where we don't know what to do, where we just can't sort through the data. When we're not grounded in those things, guess what? We still know who we are. We still know that we're okay. We still know that we're going to be okay. Nothing has changed about the core of what matters and the core of who we are. So being able to make these distinctions and find space between the knowing centers and the being centers is important 
to ground us and to stabilize us in a way that we're not so shaken all the time by external circumstance and changes. Um, uh, let me give you a really good example. So uh, I experienced abuse and trauma as a child. And as a result, my home life was just not good. I didn't want to be at home. It was just a place that I avoided. So I didn't grow up with a, a home that was comforting and and um, inviting and a place that I wanted to be. So I was always out, which got me into the woods a lot. And, you know, there are are benefits from that, I guess. It was not all negative. Basically, my home was just not a place of shelter for me, not a place of safety and security. So as an adult, without even realizing it, I really sought to make my, wherever I lived, I sought to make it that place for me, that security, that comfort, that groundedness. And um, because I could, I could finally have a place. And I'm actually really a homebody too, so just naturally I get a lot of groundedness from my home environment. It's my sanctuary. It's the place I retreat to. It's my creative place. You know, I'm, I'm a writer, I'm a musician. You know, even when I'm doing a wood project, I like to do it at home and in you know, the garage. So home for me just really is a place of sanctuary. So we moved about eight months ago. And we hadn't moved for nine years. And in those nine years, we had had three kids. So we're like moving for the first time with three kids. Moving for the first time in almost 10 years. And we moved from an apartment that I had built out from studs and it was very modern very nice and clean we moved to a 1940s brick um craftsman and it was it was old it was not like in horrible shape but it was old it had ugly green brown carpet plaster walls that needed repair you know it's nothing you know laminate from the 70s cabinets from the 70s everything was either renovated in the 70s or still from the 40s (laughs) So, and you know, moving itself can be stressful, although the move went pretty well. But so the first weekend that we're in, I think we moved on a Friday. And then Saturday, you know, we were just kind of gaining our our bearings, you know. And I woke up Sunday morning, and it was like a switch was turned on. I was angry. I was, I was just ready to to scream at the world. I was ready to punch somebody. I mean, I felt this visceral anger. I was just, I'm, and I was like, where did this come from? And who is this person (laughs) that I am right now? Like, I did not even understand. I mean, I just, I couldn't even hardly talk to people without wanting to just yell about everything. I was so upset. And I was like, what is going on with me? And so, you know, I, I did, like, I just had to get out of the house. I had to get away from my family because I didn't want to hurt anybody. Like I just, I, I was, I was in that bad of a state. And it took me a couple of days to kind of catch my breath. And of course, you know, what I naturally do is I begin to talk to God. But that's just a way of beginning to assess the data. Like, what's going on? Why am I feeling this? And why am I experiencing this? Why am I in this place all of a sudden? It was very stark. It was very sudden. 
But as I began to kind of process through this, I realized and God, God began to illuminate and show me how much I place my security and my sense of groundedness in a place, in a, my home, and where, you know, whatever I call my home at the time. And, it, and God began to just say, that's not where you need to be grounded. That's why I lost, you know, I had that um, experience. I was, I was angry and frustrated because I was so disoriented because I gained a lot of my groundedness from having a sanctuary, having a home that is a certain way, or and even just the familiarity of home. Even if your home's like not the nicest, even if you don't have a HGTV home, right? It's the place you know. It's the place where that's the most familiar. It's the most comforting. It's just you know, and that may not be true if you've not had good home, a good home life. And I get that. Like home may not be that for you, but generally we feel the most grounded in familiarity, and we create that in lots of different ways, right? And so what God was talking to me about was like, how, where do you ground your familiarity? Like, is it in a physical place? Is it in your home? Or is it in something deeper and in, in just being who you are? And, and I would say, for me, my groundedness is in God. God is this comforting, familiar presence, this energy of the universe that walks with us. God is a heart and a mind. And God is in nature. And so there is this groundedness that comes in a different way. And guess what? God is everywhere. <laughs> right? The energy of the universe is everywhere. And so if I can be grounded in that, I'm grounded everywhere, all the time, in every circumstance. And that's the goal. And that's why it's important to understand these knowing centers and these being centers and like what they're for and what they're not for. Don't ground yourself in how you feel in every moment. Don't ground yourself in how you think in every moment. Don't ground yourself in your physical state in every moment because those things change. Entropy happens. Emotional instability will happen. Mental instability will happen. If that's where you're grounded, that's devastating. It's devastating. I mean, it's devastating to go through any upheaval anyway, any trauma anyway, mentally, emotionally, physically, right? It's when I... Um, when I shaved off my fingertip, it was overwhelming for me because I started to, you know, your adrenaline kicks in, heart rate goes up, and then the after effect is, uh, you know, I almost passed out. It felt like a panic attack, right? I mean, it was a lot of overwhelming data coming to me through my body, mostly through my body. Um, but here was the thing, was I, I know now much better how to be calm in my mind and calm in my heart. And so I literally had to just continue to tell myself, just let it happen. Let it happen. It's okay. It's just, it's keep it in the body. It's just the body reacting. This is normal. You, it's not a panic attack, you know. It's not an emotional uh, trauma. It, it can be. It can, it, it can filter. It can you know, seep into those things. And then, and then it's just a hundred times worse. And, and kind of being able to grasp these things and, and be, and, and cultivate and develop and be grounded in the right way and understand how, how our knowing centers work it helped me in that moment. And that's how it helps us in life is okay. The body is going to react this way in trauma, but it doesn't have to be, 
anything more than that. Like, let it happen. Work through it. It's, it's a body thing right now. Let it be a body thing. The body is experiencing data. It's not heart data. It's not mind data. And I, I, even in the hospital or in the, I was in triage and I was in the emergency, even afterwards, like I, can, I could feel my mind trying to work things out about my body. And I kept having to tell my mind, stop. It's not a mind thing. You can't, it's not something you can figure out. Because I felt weak. I felt you know, the after effects of the adrenaline and the almost passing out. I just I felt weird. My body felt weird. And so my mind kept trying to figure it out. My mind kept going, Why is, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? And it, it, was, it was trending me towards panic and towards fearfulness. And I kept telling my mind, stop it. Stop. Stop trying to think your way through this. It's a physical thing. Let it, just let it go. It's coming from my body center, my body knowing center. It's not a mind thing. Mind can't work it out. Mind can't figure it out. When we can separate, then we have this this healthy ability to say, "Stop it, mind. Stop it, heart. This isn't a, this isn't your thing. You don't have to feel something about this right now. You don't have to think something about this right now. It's just a body thing." Or we can, you know, we can say to the body, "It's not a body thing right now." Like the heart feels some fear. You don't have to be body. You don't have to jump in. Mind. You don't have to jump in. I know it sounds weird to talk to your, your mind or body or heart that way, but I do that. I, I, it, it may sound strange, but it's so helpful to say, mind, take a break right now. <laughs> it's, this, this doesn't involve you. We mental so many things that, that aren't, aren't mental things, and it causes anxiety. It amplifies the struggle, the trauma, the drama. So learning to differentiate these three knowing centers and to have a buffer between these and our being centers just grounds us in such a healthy and helpful way. Um, I feel like I've done a terrible job <laughs> explaining all this. But this even is just an introduction. So I hope maybe you found some some good in this and it's it's been helpful. And um, it's at least given you some ideas to think about and and. and some things to begin to incorporate into your life. At least, maybe at least you want to have this kind of healthy ability to differentiate between your knowing centers and your being centers and to be able to kind of have the space to work through things when life is coming at you hard and when things are going wrong, to be able to, to understand what's going on, to have more of a clarity and more of a stability in the midst of all that. And that's the goal. And personal transformation is kind of the groundwork of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you become a healthier person. A peaceful person, a more grounded person. I mean, who? I, I want to see a show of hands. <laughs> who doesn't want that? <laughs> All the trees are lifting their hands right now. <laughs> Kidding. They're so grounded, right? <laughs> but we're like, who doesn't want to be more grounded? Who doesn't want to have a better ability to handle trauma and drama and suffering in a way that's poised, in a way that's graceful, in a way that allows us to almost just float through? Not unscathed, not like we never feel anything, but like we know what's going on and we know what to do and we know how to work through it and we know where it's coming from and we know that we have a good divine energy of love that surrounds us and that holds us and that's carrying us through. And that that kind of, kind of is in it with us and is going to help us get through it. And it's bringing us clarity and showing us what to do. And, and that's the point. It's the point of all of this, like, we can understand ourselves better, 
can understand the world better and we can kind of understand what to do and how to stay grounded and calm and stabilized in the moment even when we don't feel stable you know i mean when i shaved my fingernail off i felt anything but stable but i had some really good tools to get through it to work through it and to come out on the other side and kind of laugh about it you know and even uh my wife said one she knew i was feeling better when i began to joke and kind of just banter um with the doctors and just kind of more jovial you know when i was just more lighthearted and it was really hard for me. I feel everything very intensely. I'm very sensitive to all of this data. And so um, it just hits me always like a ton. But learning how to be grounded in it, learning to understand what's going on, where this, where it's coming from, and what to do about it is so helpful. And I, I want that for you. That's why I'm talking to you about these things. So I hope that you can take from this, learn from this, and continue learning with me as I continue to explore these things, and we will continue to explore how these three being centers and knowing centers work in, in practical ways, you know, everyday ways, things that, in ways that help, help us become healthier people, more grounded people, and people who are more positive uh, energy in the world. Hey, I love you. I appreciate you listening, taking some time, and I hope this has been life-giving for you. This has been the Modern Contemplative Podcast with J. Randall Ori. You can find more content, blogs, and podcasts at my website, www.contemplative.com. Check it out. See you next time.